bring snacks. What's going on, everybody? Uh, the Lotus Snacks crew is back together for another episode of Spoiler Boys. Spoiler Boys. Yeah, so uh, Gage hit me earlier in the week off the, should we check out Dungeons and Dragons? Hearing a lot of things about it. Like, yeah, me too. So we decided let's go ahead and do it. You know, it is within our realm and our wheelhouse. So we all want to go see Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and we're here to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so let's just start off with our initial rating. Where are we sitting at with it? What about you, Coop? <laughs> I, I I'll give it a C plus. A C plus. Yes. Okay. C-plus. Okay. What about you, Gage? I give it a B, just a B, not a minus, not a plus, just a B. I'm, 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 I agree. I want you to be. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed this more than I thought it would. That, <laughs> and no, I was, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was pleasantly entertained for the whole time. Uh, did y'all? When I was watching it, uh, I first thing that came to my mind was the trailer. Like, I don't think the trailer sold this uh, as. As well as she's at least the story portion of it. Do y'all agree? Because they made it seem like it was take down. No, we stole something. Now the red wizards or whatever you know are coming back on power. We got to stop them. Yeah, I didn't really know what the trailer kind of you know what the storyline was going with it, but it was definitely a lot different than what I could imagine where it was. You know where where what it was doing. Yeah, you. Um, I feel like the. I feel like the trailer just tried to simplify it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like what's happening in it could be much more complicated, but like, I think based on what they say in the trailer for all intents and purposes, what they said happened is what happened. Mm-hmm. Just not the way you think it happened. Like, I think he says okay. like, I, I stole something for someone like that. I shouldn't have. And now I have to, yeah, steal it back or fix it or whatever, and it it in a roundabout way I think is right. I am gonna tell you, I don't think I've ever, ever until this movie been to a movie where they show the trailer for the movie I'm there <laughs> to see, bruh. They showed cool. Really? He was in there with me. We went to see this joint together. They showed the trailer for Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> Among Thieves in the movie. Let me give you his reaction. He was like, Was that the trailer for the movie that we're seeing? I have never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about full on back. Listen, back wrist on the hip. I have never. <laughs> you got some sass with it? <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? Whose idea was this? Yeah, something wasn't right about that. And I was just like, maybe because he was, maybe because he was kind of early. Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> he did see it like a day early, but I've never. I don't think I. I don't think I can recall that ever happening. Since you wow. brought up the trailer, that that's the thing crazy. that happened. Okay, okay, that's that's crazy. Uh, so let's just kind of start the time. Let's just have fun with this one because this was a very fun movie, more fun than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like yeah. have its comedic moments because of the trailer, stuff like that. But this thing was consistent with like comedy from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. So 
let's just take a look at the opening sequence with uh, <laughs> uh, him telling the story of how everything happens. Them get that when they start off, they're locked up in this snowy tower prison, and as soon yeah. as they throw this big ogre in there with uh, with uh, what's it, Edgen and uh, what's the name, Olga, I think, or uh, Olga, uh, Olga, Olga, yes, Olga, yeah, you're, you're barbarian, yeah. young. <laughs> hey, he's sitting there just knitting mittens and she's crushing on a potato and dude comes and start talking trash and you already know this is not going to go well for you Slim <laughs> not even a little bit but they sell it though because they really bring they really bring my man in on like the high security yeah. <laughs> with the super chains and the cuffs they got my man chained to a track in the floor bro like <laughs> Who I, like for real? You get the whole. You like who is this dude? Like Slim mm-hmm. is about to be a problem. No. And the second I see who's in there with, I was like, oh yeah, no, nah, this gonna turn out bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but no, that that was a nice introduction to these two characters. Uh, and then with them going up for like parole release, <laughs> was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely hilarious. But I thought. I thought such and such, he was supposed to be here. Yeah. You don't really understand the story I'm trying to tell. To be no. honest with you, I was a little upset because I thought that's how the story, That's I thought that's how the movie was about to go. So I'm like, you're going to be do. telling the whole story while he's Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, like, we're about to do that. Like, that's what we're about to do right now. Like, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah, I thought that too. But what did y'all think of just how this whole movie starts off? Uh, Gage, go with you. I mean, it's cool. Um... I mean, I think it it does a good job because sort of like you, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect from the movie, just mm-hmm. in terms of like the tone, like how serious it was going to be versus how much comedy. And I wasn't as the comedy started to roll in. I think initially I was a little disappointed, like, oh, all right, this is going to be kind of like corny, like Chris Pine feels like just a bunch of dad jokes in a in a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like. But as it gets rolling and you really start to see it, it's like, okay, I see what we're doing. Now I'm mentally prepared for like really what the rest of this movie is going to be like. And I think they did a good job in the early sequences of showcasing different areas, giving you like if you play D&D at all, there are definitely things in there that are like for those players. But I don't think it was enough that like it would leave people who like aren't into it feeling completely out of it. There there are definitely moments of it that it starts to kind of give you that like, I don't know, maybe like Princess Bride kind of feel. Not not quite as far as like a Robin Hood men in tights, yeah. but somewhere in you know in in that middle ground. And I think they did a good job of like showcasing what the special effects were gonna be like, what the level of like uh, just what the dialogue was going to be like and what level of comedy to an extent versus action we were going to get. So I, I, I mean, I, I dug the opener. I think it was just kind of a good way to do the introduction and at least give you some background on those two characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Kiku? Yeah, I, um, I, I want to say that, like, you know, when we talked about the whole thing where you thought well, we thought the movie was going to start off with just be a storytelling situation mm-hmm. when it wasn't that's when it was like all right let me pay attention like it kind of like opened my eyes a little bit more into mm-hmm. the movie um and I, I i told i told gage this too like 
it seemed as if every character was telling uh, a story in in their perspective. You know, they were cut to a scene of how they would tell the story. Um, it almost comes off as if like there are people playing Dungeons and Dragons and just speaking it from their perspective. You know, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but I, it it did really well um, in a lot of areas. Um, I, I I I do like Chris Pine. I kind of felt like this movie was going to succeed off the, you know, just the charm and, you know, what that he has off of that. So, you know, I I I, I felt like I was going to enjoy it either way, but I didn't expect to enjoy it this much, you know. Agreed. Yeah. So this movie kind of focuses around Chris Pine's character, uh, Edgen, if I'm correct, who used to be a what do they call him, like a Parker or something like that? Parker. I can't, I could. Is that what it was? What'd you say? A Harper. A Harper. I knew it was he something. Was a Harper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He used yeah, to be he was a, a Harper. Okay. Uh, yes, he used to be a Harper, like a secret agent, spy, assassin type of thing. Uh, and kind of always wondered, like, was he doing the right thing, leaving his leaving his kid and his wife behind to go do this, come back home and have those special moments. And uh, basically, his past catches up to him. And the, what were they called? The Veils? Other people? Something. People come in and kill his wife while he's not there to help her. Uh, yeah. she, she's able to stash the baby aside so they don't find the child. Uh, and, of course, because of that, he is just – he's a wreck. He's having hard times, hard moments. Uh, he ends up meeting Michelle Rodriguez's character, Holga, who's kind of down on her luck, too. They end up becoming, like, brother and sister, kind of best friends. She's helping him raise his daughter. Uh, and they decide, you know what, we're just going to be thieves and that's how we're going to get by. That seems to be the easiest way to do things. Uh, which is working out, you know, for them for a while. They end up meeting new people to join their squad. They meet Simon, who is at this point in time the worst wizard possible. Uh, and uh, they also meet up with a con artist by the name of uh, Forge, who was Hugh Grant's character, who was hilarious the whole time, too. Uh, and they get picked up to do a job. Uh, by a wizard to go steal something from uh, the Harper's, one of the Harper's locations. There's something that she wants from there, but they have a code where they don't hurt people. Like we steal from the people who can afford it and we don't hurt people. Uh, but of course, on this mission, you always had a bad feeling about this wizard. Things go awry. She hurts people, one, and they get trapped in there by some time kind of magic him and Olga and everybody else is allowed to get away. And he asked for us to look after his daughter uh, but also, the reason why they're going there, there's supposed to be a special amulet that allows you to revive somebody from the dead one time. That's his whole goal for doing this, because he wants to bring his wife back. He wants to get his wife back for himself. He wants his, he wants his daughter's mother back. That's kind of like his whole driving focus. It all goes awry during this, and he gives Forge, right before he gets frozen in time, he gives Forge that amulet, take care of this, take care of my daughter, you know, uh, I, I'll see you as soon as I get out of the situation type of deal. Uh, how you feel about what the, uh, the movie is going at this point, kind of as they're setting all this up? What about you, Coop? Um, yeah, I, I feel like it was a pretty, you know, pretty good storyline. You know, mm-hmm. um, with that being said, when when they did, um, I guess, escape, I was curious of how that relationship was going to be. You know, um, there was a lot of curiosities behind it, and I was actually surprised. Of how it was, you know, of how it, you know mm-hmm. the 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 turn of events actually happened when they met back up with Forge and his daughter and the uh, what was it? What about you, Gage? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that the the you know the plot thickens as they say. This is this is that kind of a setup. You know, I think they do a good job of kind of giving you the setting the precedent for what kind of character uh, Edgen actually is. Um, his reasoning for deciding he doesn't want to be a harbor anymore, which is he was already considering leaving the harbor because he was having a hard time dealing with the fact that it's kind of his job and he's taking his oath to like look out for people and try to help people and whatever, but they don't really reap any benefits from it. They don't, they don't get really get paid for it. And so the idea of him and his wife struggling with their newborn, you know, while he's doing these things to protect other people and save them from stuff or whatever, he wasn't really getting anything out of it. And that, already had him questioning things and then for things to go awry the way they did you know and him deciding he's gonna leave it and leave it all behind um and now he's got to figure out how to take care of this child right and he's terrible (laughs) um and holga who you know was a big kind of a she's like your typical dumb barbarian Right, she's just big and strong and crucial in a fight, but like you know, on her Dungeons and Dragons, she intellect is like the lowest, <laughs> the lowest stat point, you know what I'm saying? But you wouldn't necessarily expect you know her to be this kind of like a great mother slash great mother figure to this baby, but sees him struggling and kind of jumps in to help, you know, to help do that. And so they build this relationship. Um and I kind of like that they, you know, typical movie plot, whatever, would make it seem like they kind of have to be love interests or something. Yeah. And the fact that they just kind of early on established, like, no, dog, we're like brother and sister. We're yeah. like, whatever, like none of that. That's just not, that's just not what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was also a really good way to just kind of set things up for, 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 you know, for what it is. Um, and giving him a reason to go outside of what even his own principles were, even as a thief, um, which was how badly he wanted his wife back, how much he was in love with her and how important she, she was to him. Um, and so his opportunity to get this amulet and him saying to his daughter who, you know, they got to a point where they're, they're, they're so serious about being thieves and living by this Stephen Creed where they don't hurt, hurt other people that literally they're taking his daughter to go steal from people. She's in on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so at this point, she's maybe, I don't know, 11 or 12 or something like that. And for this job where he's hesitant to do it, but he's only doing it because he has the opportunity to get this amulet that's going to allow him to bring his wife back from the dead. Um, he leaves her behind and tells her, he just trust me, you know, and this is all that kind of great setup for everything yeah. that kind of falls, you know, beyond that, because everything after that point is really about him getting back to his daughter. Mm-hmm. And she was not just his daughter, but she was a part of their everyday thing. She did all that stuff with them. So her not understanding why she can't go be a part of this one. He's like, ah, it's too dangerous, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, it kind of being more something he wanted to have as a surprise. 
you know, um, I, I think it's I think it's a good I think it's a good setup. I think it's a good plot thread um, and string to pull throughout the rest of the film. Yeah, and I think Edgen and Hoga's relationship had to be probably one of my favorite things about this movie. Like their banter back and forth was hilarious, no especially the especially the deer part. <laughs> like, she's, nah, she's gonna turn into a deer. Like, why, why, why would they do that? And then as soon as that chase scene coming, I saw her turn into a deer. I bust out laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's gonna pay for, yeah, he's gonna pay for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sure enough, right after that scene, first thing you see, so she turned into a deer. <laughs> Just laughing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great, great. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a cool little scene there. Yeah. Uh, Bruh. That was a great scene. Yeah, that yeah, scene no, is so sequence. well put together, so well choreographed. Yeah, yeah where she was, yeah. where they finally got, um, what was her name like, Dora, Dora, Doric. Yes. Um. Dora. Yes. To, you know, they get her. To, I mean, they had already got. Simon, so we Simon jumped Ray. a little bit, but yeah, she was somebody uh, yeah. knew they were adding to their party, somebody that uh Simon yeah. was interested in that didn't go too well for him. <laughs> <laughs> My man tried to holler, holler. She wasn't feeling him, she wasn't feeling him at, at all. all <laughs> no, but I she mean, don't I like know, humans. No, nah, not at all. She not at like all. Humans. By the end, that changes a little bit, just a little bit. But I need yeah. an owl bear dog. <laughs> How yeah. was fire. <laughs> there was a part of me that was hoping that whoever that the, the young one was they would that was chained up that she saved during the whole Owlbear mm-hmm. thing. That like she was gonna be like the, the archer or you know what I mean? Okay. Like I thought she was gonna join the party and you know or something yeah. like that, but nah, being her being uh a druid. And being able to shapeshift or whatever, which again is just like, look, man, if you're not into anything Dungeons and Dragons, then there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that happens in this that won't mean nothing to you, dog. But them mentioning Baldur's Gate multiple times, yes, Neverwinter, like, yep, yeah, they, yeah, it being Neverwinter, like all that kind of stuff, I was like, oh, oh yeah, right. yeah, same here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here we go, and and for real, like just coming off of the beta for for Diablo Four, I picked the Druid. And I was out there mm. shape shifting into wolves and bears and body and joints, and I'm like, "All right." I was questioning myself. I might have made the right decision. Shorty okay. was getting loose as a fly on the wall. You know what I mean? Getting that yeah. info. So yeah, that it, it's, it's it's cool. That was dope. And uh, as far as moving the story along, uh, they do break out of prison. Edgen and Hoger, and he makes his way. Uh, he finds out, I should say, that uh, Forge has become like the lord of a whole city, pretty much, right? So it's like, oh, okay, well, my daughter still got to be with him. Never so. Yeah. Ah, yeah, never went to, yes. Yes, yeah, my daughter's got to be there, so let's hold her. He's always running an angle or something. Let's go Let's go meet up, check with him. Uh, they make it all the way there. He runs into his daughter. She runs right into Hoga's arms. Ain't, ain't really paying <laughs> no attention to her father, so we can tell, okay, she's obviously upset with pops you know? <laughs> uh but as we kind of learn as he sits down with forge and they're catching up on stuff and what's been happening that he's been feeding uh his daughter kira lies about why his father left like oh it, it was for money it was just in the third he's been manipulating her and they're getting pissed off you know uh she runs off because she's upset doesn't want to talk about it anymore with her dad and we kind of learned that, oh, Forge is actually one of the main villains in this whole plot point. How did you feel about that twist 
uh, jokes. Mm, you got called jokes, Coop. What you? Got I did here? call you. I did call you jokes, Coop. I oh yeah. I was... <laughs> no. <laughs> How'd you feel about that twist, Coop? Um, it kind of felt obvious. Yep. Yeah, it, it felt pretty obvious. Um, but you know, it's. I don't think that was supposed to be like the biggest reveal, you know, of the movie or anything like that. But you know, it's it seemed like it was it was supposed to happen just based on how the story went in general. You know, him giving him the ambulance, uh, telling him giving him giving uh, <laughs> giving up the ambulance, saying you know, take care of uh, everything. You, know, you kind of see it. You kind of can see it in his face in that scene where it's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna take care of it, but you know, just end up being the back, the, the the villain. And you kind of already knew the wizard; she was a villain as well. Yeah, so. Obvious, like yeah. So, but how can nobody tell that she's not a red wizard? Like, come on! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she's wearing blue, no. she's obviously. <laughs> he stuck her finger in his teeth when it was. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> he was like, I didn't realize. Don't put your whole. I'm gonna just. We not even gonna drink that. <laughs> yeah, this movie was filled with a lot of funny moments. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yes, yeah, so at this point, of course, uh, he's gonna execute him, get him out the way, so he doesn't have to worry about him more. He can keep his daughter to himself and have somebody that looks up to him. Yada yada yada. And we get the scene from all the previews where you know he's trying to, they're trying to break out, he's trying to cut off the ropes and all that kind of stuff. They go to while Hoga bodies, you know. Everybody, that whole part with the axe was pretty cool. She clearly rolled a nat twenty, dog. Oh, what? (laughs) What? And punished everybody. And my man rolled like a a one. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) You feel me? Like she was cleaning house, bro. And the whole setup with the axe was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, let's make that one. Yeah. Yeah. You clean that with? I mean, that's why you getting rust on your axe. You know what I'm saying? Even when it was done, I always I always think of Michelle Rodriguez fight scene. You know, just (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. But even at the end, was hilarious when uh, they're going to leave. Said we got to make a stop first. Yeah, do you get the oil? Yep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty cool. But after all this happens and they get away from the kingdom, uh, they start trying to put a plan together in order to get his daughter back and get the you know the amulet back to bring his wife back. Uh, they go reach out. They go find Simon. He's hustling people with a terrible, terrible display of magic while stealing from them at the same time. Uh, and you right. kind of realize in the scene just how bad he is. Like nothing he's doing is working out the way he wants magic wise. They're flipping upside down and he's getting blown out of the, the house or wherever they were at. Like it's just it's just bad. They really sell that part that he's terrible at magic. Yeah. Uh, well, nah, nah. They sell that he has a lot of potential because even in that moment, Hoga's like, he's garbage. And he's like, yeah, it's not what he's doing on stage that matters. So he's like distracting everybody with terrible magic, but he literally has like a floating ball where he's just lifting the, the money and the jewels and stuff off mm-hmm. their purses and stuff behind their backs and probably would have got away with it if he hadn't gotten distracted by, by them. The yeah, fact that them showed up. Then it turns to this whole thing with the fight and everybody, you know, 
eat my man changing gravity and you know it just so you know he seems like he has it like he's got the potential but he he doesn't have control complete control over it you know all or whatever in those moments and um i just think they do a good job of saying the comedy in that joint is really good the levity mm-hmm. is there the effects are there mm-hmm. you know with the, everything flipping and people you know it's, it's like a little bit of a fight scene it, it's cool mm-hmm. you agree uh, with him jokes nah, i keep on you jokes so you hey. <laughs> my apologies cool my hey. apologies. I, don't mean, I don't mean no Ooh. disrespect i don't mean no, no, no disrespect. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just <laughs> If I bet the disrespect, I would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you like jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but would you agree? Cool. <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I do agree. It was a. Uh, I like the introduction to uh, to pretty much all the characters, okay. um, and you know how they showed them on screen. It was it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already talked about after this is when they go meet Dork, the Owlbear, Druid, Chip. We've already talked about that. And mm-hmm. they started to come up with a plan where they need to find a specific helmet that can negate uh, the vault in the city that they're going to try to rob and get the amulet back from. They try to put that together. There's a helmet that can work with that. So now they have to backtrace where it's been to find out how to get there. Uh, part of that is going back to Holga's uh, hometown. Uh, she has to go kind of deal with her past and she like did that on purpose though like, she did she did she said something about it he was like nah you, you sure, sure you want to yeah. do that like let's not do that and then she was kind of like look where we are yeah <laughs> when they get there he's like why are we here like why are you doing this to yourself type of deal yeah mm-hmm. uh we get a fun little cameo at that at that moment too with uh her ex Bradley, uh Bradley Cooper. Cooper yeah as a <laughs> as a halfling <laughs> to yeah, her, which was pretty funny and the fact that he got an, another big barbarian woman uh, to, <laughs> to take her place. <laughs> she looks yeah, so awkward Bradley and uncomfortable. Cooper. Yeah, he yeah, don't really like hey. <laughs> he liked, he liked him tall and thick. What can I say? Hey, Small, <laughs> bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. She was yeah. a little steaming in that joint. Nah, she was. I thought a fight was about to break out for real for a second. When she walked in, yeah, like, <laughs> man. <laughs> I was, I'll be real. I was sizing the other joint up like, mm, I don't know if she could take hold. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was sizing them joints up like, I don't know. Yeah, she mm. broke my man's heart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she gets some some type of closure or something with that whole conversation with him uh, as far as moving forward and trying to find, you know, he wouldn't found a family. He hopes that she can do the same. Uh, but she decides to take a this old walking stick of his, uh, which comes into play, you know, much later. Uh, but it's cool. They leave there and they head to her like ancestors' graveyard where there was this big war at. Because they need to, <laughs> Simon has to wake up the dead and he's allowed to ask them five questions before they're dead permanently. So they keep going around this graveyard asking questions to try to track down where this helmet is at. I thought this scene was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, this is uh, probably one of the funniest scenes <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Oh man, what did you think about this? What did you think about this scene, Coop? Um, yeah, like yeah, like I said, probably one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Um, as soon as they as soon as the first one was like done, when they kept asking the questions back and forth, he wasn't even realizing he was asking questions. Like I knew yeah. they were gonna be there for a while, <laughs> like trying to figure it out. The dude that like they woke him up and he was like, Yeah, before the war. I, I took a bath 
That's how I died. It was like, and then you woke up, and like he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like the whole journey through that was was pretty hilarious. Even asking the the questions, like you gotta ask him a few more questions. Like he was just still yeah. there. Like, he just picking uh, random questions just to ask him. Yeah, nah, definitely What's your favorite color though. <laughs> Probably the funniest. What do you think about like the, I guess animatronics of the like the dip? Like it was very old school. Yeah, but, like, I, I, I didn't like very uh Jim Henson like. Yeah, I didn't very hate much it. though, dog. So dark crystal, <laughs> bro. Yeah, I didn't hate it though. Like yeah, like, I was, yeah. maybe nostalgia in me like enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like it just it just played well with what was happening in the scene and them asking those questions and stuff like that. Yeah, I think person. it definitely added to the comedy of what was going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But yeah, after I, that, uh, oh, go, ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so they they do kind of get their answer. Uh, they have to chase down uh, somebody named what's his name is Zenk. Zach, Zank, yeah, Zank. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they find out he is uh, part of the veil, and Edge is not happy about that. He doesn't believe it, but everybody's like, "Yeah, now nah, we've heard of this dude before." Like, nah, <laughs> and he's like, "No, nah, I don't believe you." The next person, nah, we have, we we've heard the stories too, stuff like that, and that he has problems with them from his past, so he's not looking forward to even dealing with this character. But in order to get things done, he's gonna have to. So, as much as he doesn't like it, got small pride. Go deal with it. Uh, they meet up with him in the fishing village. He's out there, you know, saving babies inside of giant fish's mouths. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cat cat babies. Cat babies. <laughs> yeah, cat babies. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez character Holga is the one that's gonna speak to him because Chris is like I'm not speaking to this dude. I don't even want to associate. Any, I want nothing to do with him. Uh, and he's kind of like a real, he's an interesting character. He's like very noble, but like he doesn't do puns or anything like that. Like what you say is what it is with him. Yeah. Uh, Bruh, he's a straight NPC. <laughs> he's an NPC. Like even at the end of the joint, when they're done with him, they're just like, he's just going to walk in a straight yeah. line. It's like, he's like, it's, it's literally like it's like you're playing Skyrim or whatever. Like he's just an NPC. He's talking very straight. This is what it is. This is what you have to do. You know what I mean? It's like you. He's a character that like the dungeon master introduces to you. That like this is what the plan is, and this is what you have to do. And Slim just like just out there cooking, just body and punch. It's oh, almost like if, if it was a video game. If you just see a cutscene with him doing all the stuff that he does, and he comes back and he no, to the dialogue. He's the NPC. He's the NPC character they put in your group for a short time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what he is because he doesn't yeah. like join. The fact that he doesn't stay with like my expectation was like he's gonna okay now he's a part of the joint. He's gonna stay with them. No, he's not really technically a part of the party. He's gonna go off and go do his thing because he's an NPC. We all disappointed not, by that. They didn't a little bit, okay. A little yeah. bit, but I think I was okay with it only because I just think it's so perfect 
for like the role he's supposed to be playing. It's almost like there were four people who were playing Dungeons and Dragons. There's a dungeon master. Somebody comes in and is like, hey, can I play with y'all? They jump in. This is my character. I got a such and such character. He's ready to. They bring him in for a little bit. He helps him get through this thing. They got to. Oh, my mom calling me. I got to go home. You know what I'm saying? And he leaves. <laughs> and just walks off in a straight okay. line. It's like somebody jumped into the game for a minute. You know what I mean? And played this night and this night. And they wasn't able to play the next night as they everybody decided to go. Well, we got to go finish the campaign. And he just wasn't available to do so. And that's just like, it just felt right for like <laughs> the way Dungeons and Dragons actually technically works. It's like this entire movie and this story is built around what should, like it's almost like they could film a separate movie slash documentary or like a behind the scenes thing where there are people who are playing these characters as that like mm-hmm. they're sitting around the table rolling the dice for these characters and doing the dialogue because the kind of conversations that they have amongst each other are even so different from like the dialogue everybody else has like the 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 npcs the the little you know the 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 rich guys that come to bet on the game stuff like that like their stuff is so stuffy and so fluke that it's just like this is what the dungeon master is telling you they're saying and then the conversations that they have are like you're playing the game. You're one of the characters, and y'all are talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. What you're gonna do next? Yeah, it's like that's, that's a great observation and point. Wow, it's basically how they did. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's even crazy. Yeah. even the banter between, like, like you said, the banter between the characters feels like different people playing the game against each other. You know, with with each other, not against each other. Right. Yeah. No, it just that, yeah. It all works like everything they do. Like, sometimes they do stuff and it works. Sometimes they do stuff and it doesn't work. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's a roll of the dice. Even if you have a character that has some experience and has whatever, you still got a roll. So, like, it's that whole thing where they're, like, they're, like, breaking in and, like, Simon's doing his little magic and it's a fake version of uh, Chris Pine's character playing a loop or whatever. And then it starts messing up and it's like, (laughs) He looked terrible when he started melting down. <laughs> Clearly, my man did not roll a high enough. No. Like, he rolled high enough to pull it off, but then got rolled against high enough that the enemies could, like, see through it or figure yeah. it out. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And so yeah. it's like, it's the corniest thing, bro. But it's like the Dungeon Master being like, so, yeah, so you rolled this, but then they rolled this. And so your foot got caught in, like, a little rock as you were walking. <laughs> and they were trying to help you get your foot out of the rock. But it wasn't working, and then they realized that y'all was there, and now they about to catch y'all. And now you have to roll to figure out if you get away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you roll, and they just happen to get away and get the gate to come down in time. Like, it's all kind of broken down like that. It's actually, I feel like, way more brilliant in the details than you might really realize just watching mm-hmm. it. Or if you've never really played Dungeons & Dragons, I don't think you, like... But so much of it reminded of like we played our first Dungeons and Dragons game, like Extra our first Life. real Dungeons and Dragons yeah. at Extra Life earlier, you know what I mean? In like November, and it's like so much of this kind of feels like you know what I mean, what we yeah. were going through trying to do it. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a great observation, and it just makes me look at this whole movie just a little bit different. 
You know what I'm saying? Just hearing that and just going back through my memory base, like, wow, yeah. 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 I, would, I would love to see it behind the scenes of it, see if that's actually kind of like something that came into play when, when putting yeah. this movie together. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But I want to talk about the underground, if that's what it was called, the underground scene with the dragon and all that kind of stuff and the lava and the flames. When he takes him down there, he gets his badass action moment off, which is, yeah, yeah. he does his thing. That was, <laughs> that was dope. You know what? That one scene that they keep showing in all the trailers when he steps on the thing and drops and mess up the whole bridge thing or whatever, that was a lot funnier in the actual movie than, than it let off in the trailer. Like, yeah. I saw it happen, like, okay, here's the part we step, so it's going to go down. But then, like, just the dialogue that was happening during I was like, okay, hold up. This is, once again. Because of how in-depth the explanation was of, like, <laughs> yes. step on this stone, then move to the right, unless the person behind you. And, li- and this is the thing, dog. Literally, it's like he's the NPC, and the dungeon master is telling you. It's almost like the dungeon master is reading the rules to you of, like, how this works. You get this. But only if you get this plus this. It's a roll with this plus you got to be this many steps behind in order to do whatever. And Slim's just like, yeah, so that didn't work. It's like odd numbers only. So, so what are you going to do? And then somebody rolls and it just so happens that, oh, that's not actually a walking stick. Correct. That happens to be a staff of a protection. Portal, a portal gun. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's play portal now. Yeah. But even, even in that scene, because they did this a few times when she was like, "All right, we'll just magic your way over there." I just love the <laughs> fact that they kind of just threw. He kept, he kept saying, "Magic isn't what you think." Right. He said it a few times, and they just kept was like, "I don't know." Just, like, yeah, she just just magic it. <laughs> you're magic, like. <laughs> I, lo- I did love that concept of, of you know of that part of the movie. Which mm-hmm. even in its even a, even in in of itself, is like if you're sitting around as your friends playing, and it's like you're a barbarian. What options do you have as the barbarian to get across the gate? Versus hey, no. the sorcerer, you're right? the wizard. <laughs> wizard ma- ma- over that yeah, magic us our way over there. Roll, you know what I'm saying? Roll a joke and you know say, get us over there. That like it just you got a levitation spell in your bag or something, bro. Man, what you doing, bro? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just it's one of those things that's like completely made up where somebody's like, I know what we're gonna do. I picked up that walking stick. But it turns out that the walking stick is actually a joint that can shoot portals. And the DM's like, you don't get the all right, roll for it. Uh, roll, yep. and it's, just, <laughs> and it's just like natural to work. Okay, I gotta figure out how to work this in. <laughs> exact. It's 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 literally like it's almost like you can see the intentions of like the dungeon master. Versus the intentions of the people who were playing, just like making up stuff as they go along, because that you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? And like the dungeon master has this whole thing where, like, oh, they're gonna start going across the bridge, they're gonna have to roll, you know, for this, and then something's mm-hmm. gonna mess up, the bridge is falling, and now they're gonna have to figure out how they're gonna do it while the bridge is falling or whatever. And it's like, nah, dog, the bri- we ain't even make it to the bridge. We gotta get past this whole joint. And it's like there's something about it that is like so, so much of like an honest representation, I think, of what Dungeons and Dragons actually is. And to me, it does a great job of really speaking to 
what it is that's so attractive about playing something like Dungeons and Dragons. It's not necessarily like I'm a wizard and these are dragons and we love dragons and wizards, yeah. right? It's having a bunch of people and you're it's like an escape room. Like Dungeons and Dragons is like the original escape room, but it's all on paper. Mm-hmm. And you're just figuring out how you, you know, there's somebody who's like, this is what you have to do to get out. And you're you're allowed to come up with whatever kind of rules and regulations you want to have within a certain number of parameters to figure out how to do the next thing or how to go on, you know, how to move the story forward. And it's that kind of stuff that really is attractive about it and makes it fun. Is you never really know. You could try it and you could roll and get a five. You know what I mean? Or you might get lucky and it's like, well, I'm about to try to talk my way out of this mm-hmm. as the bard and you roll a 10, but you know, you got the extra booster characteristics that add five to your 10. And so it's a 15. And so it works. You know what I mean? It's like that stuff is, it's, it's like, it's really in this movie Yeah. without yeah. them ever saying it. Right. And I, I think that's just kind of dope. But yeah, the more we talk about this, the more I can't wait for the next time we run some Dungeons and Dragons because that was a fun time when we did it. And this movie, I, I'm with you. I think is is a great representation of how Dungeons and Dragons work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, was that not the chunkiest dragon you've ever seen in your life? No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like that smile, boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. He just That's rolling around and just can't yeah, get up. Like, he really rolled everywhere. <laughs> And was still a threat. Oh yes, big yeah. threat. Big threat. <laughs> that, that, that was a, a good fun scene. Action wise, comedy wise, just as a whole. Yeah, them trying to escape the fattest dragon ever put on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that but that was pretty cool. But yeah, yes, and that is good to put in, I guess, besides your average dragon. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Movie, you know. Yeah. He was a threat and a big boy at the same time still. Mm. That was pretty cool. Uh, but yes, they get the helmet. Uh, homeboy leaves them. He's did his job. He's got them the helmet. So now he walks into the rock. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's where we get the, the walk. Fact that they bring it up, dog. Like, okay, so he's walking in a straight line. <laughs> Is he going to go around the rock? Is it going to go he's left? Gonna Is it going to go right? Nope. He's <laughs> going straight right over. Here. <laughs> hey, dog. They just. He's an NPC, dog. They just turned off my man. And he just he just had to leave. He just walked. It's, it's crazy, dog. It's like you almost expected the glitch when he gets into it. Just hits the door, just keeps walking. All that was missing, dog. But yes, they uh they come up. They're trying to put a plan together to get in. Come up with plan upon plan upon plan. We have a uh, some very emotional moments at this point as they're trying to figure things out. Simon's trying to figure out how to use the helmet. Uh, I don't know with it, yeah. Right, and he, he can't attune. I'm sorry, attune. yeah, how to attune with it, and it keeps flinging him yards back every time he tries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've only got hours to get this done until you know it, it's, it's time to head to back to the city and sneak in and do what they need to do. Uh, in this moment, of course, they get to talking about failure how you know we keep failing. Uh, Ezin has to bring everybody together, you know, saying that. Yeah, we failed. That's what we do. I'm the biggest failure out of us all. Get very vulnerable. Uh, and they all come together to figure something out uh, to get the job done. Uh, Coop, how are you feeling about this This more emotional, I would say, moment in, the, in this movie? Honestly, <laughs> in that moment when he was like giving that failure speech, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not comparing it to like this. This I'm not. I was thinking of the Rocky speech, but I wasn't like comparing the two or anything. But for some reason, in my mind, in that moment, you know, people had that moment in the movie where it's like we uplift the team or you uplift somebody and things like that. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I liked the whole, you know, I'm the biggest failure here, you mm-hmm. know, but I keep trying type, you know, situation. I did enjoy the <laughs> talk that he gave to the team, mm-hmm. um, you know, and everyone had their own reason to feel like they could just fail and just, you know, they were just ready. They were ready to go, you know? Oh yeah. You oh, know, yeah. she was like, I'll just go back home. Uh, well, not the uh, what's what's I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. Dork. Yeah, Dora. She was like, I'm ready to- bad. That's why I have him up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just ready to go back home. And he was like, So you just ready to go home and tell your people that you failed, you know what I'm saying? You know, and told Simon he was like, You just gonna go back to like, you know, just hustling people, you know, mm-hmm. just like you know, you come up with a new plan, you fail, yeah, we're gonna fail, but you just keep going and going and going, you know. So I did I did like that. I think one thing I liked about that moment is the fact that him and Hoga are always like kind of ride or die. Like even after the moment she sat down, she was the first one that came up there, sat next to him. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, it was like she didn't even like think anything other. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm with I'm with this. You know, we got to do what we got to do. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's I guess it was you know it's for his his daughter. I guess you could say their daughter. You know, you I know. agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. So it's not like they were going to give up the way that you know everyone else did. It was a bit different. Yeah, I like that he kind of has like a like an a, a moment of clarity where he has to he has to step out and admit what actually happened, like why his wife died, that he actually stole from the Red Wizards as he was capturing one mm-hmm. because he wasn't happy with the kind of money that he was making as a Harper or whatever and felt like they should have a better life. He didn't realize they marked their money. And so because he stole from them, that's why they came. And really, they was targeting him. But, you know, he was he said, I was unlucky enough to not be home when they came, mm-hmm. you know. But so he blames himself and more or less rightfully so mm-hmm. for his wife's death. Yeah. Um, And so mm-hmm. that's why he's so. It's not just that he misses her. Is that he feels guilty about it too, right? Um, and to be honest with you, in that moment, what I thought was, <clears throat> even if he brings his wife back, she's missed like 12 years. So he's still going to feel guilty about robbing his daughter of that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that his daughter isn't going to, she's, she doesn't know her mother. So she won't know who this person yeah. is, you know, or whatever. And... um you know, it becomes, I think, more evident when you see the relationship between her and Holga. Mm-hmm. Because, you you know, you've seen those scenes of, like, Holga walking her. They've always had a great relationship. Teaching her how to yeah. Do, yeah, I mean, she just was there the whole time. So, mm-hmm. that's basically that's her, her For all intended purposes, that's his mother. I mean, that's her mother. Right you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So, we head to the big climax, the big finale. Like we said, they have had... Plans upon plans of where to fail. We'll go. We'll move. Was it Plan B? That's a wash. We're gonna go to Plan D now. And <laughs> all this type of stuff. <laughs> they get there. They start putting these plans in motion. Nothing is pretty much going as it should. Uh, they end up in this big coliseum type events that that uh, Forge is putting on. Not because he cares about the people and all that type of stuff, but you find out no, he's 
the only reason he's taking over the, this kingdom and putting on these big games, so you have everybody coming. Yeah, you can store your, you can store your, uh, your valuables in the vault. Yeah, it's gonna be a great day. We're gonna be betting money everywhere, good stuff. Now nah, he's just gonna rob everybody and take uh, him, <laughs> Kira, all the money in the vault and kind of leave. That's been his big plan the whole time while he's been working with the Red Wizard. Uh, and of course, at this at this point at the end, she starts to uh, put her plan into place uh, with creating her army and, you know, wanting everybody to die and, you know, typical evil bad guy stuff. How are we feeling about this whole big plan, this whole crazy events of this final scene being put together? Uh, Coop, I'll start with you. Um, I I did enjoy, when they finally came up with the plan that they were going to do, I did, I, I didn't, I enjoyed it a lot because it felt like somewhat of a high scene, yeah. you know? Um, you know, to get the they had the idea to get the uh, put the portal hole from, through the painting, and you know, wait for them to go through the door and everything. That was, like cool. that. That was it. Was a nice little scene there. Um, I, I I did enjoy the um, the little maze scene that they you know they had to go through and how they worked together to, to you know to make that happen. Not that they mm -hmm. had problems doing it before, but just to see the. Um, just to see them working together to, and and you know making them help them get out the uh, that situation. Gage, you mentioned to me that you know the people that were they got trapped in a cage. The other group of people got trapped in a cage. You said those were the original characters or something, right? Yeah, from the <clears throat> so they, they used to have a Dungeons and Dragons Saturday morning cartoon, an animated cartoon, yeah. and the you see them when they first line up. You see like three sets of characters. It's them. And then three, two other sets of like five. Yeah. One of that set, if you look at them and look at what they're wearing, they are, it's Eric and all of them from that original cartoon. And they're the ones that are inside the cage that make it to that center cage. I wonder if that's why it looks so odd to me. Because when they showed everybody, that group for some reason, I was like, huh. I, and I couldn't figure out why. Then I saw them in the cage at the end. I was like, okay, they made it to the cage. But hearing that, I didn't even pick up on that. They're the, cool. they're, the, they're, the, they're the they're the characters from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from the from the eighties from like the the late eighties, um, which was really dope to see. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna tell you what, bro. Like again, this whole thing just feels like the kind of thing that somebody's like making up and putting it together, and somebody's <laughs> like, all right, roll for it, you know, or whatever. Like we're gonna shoot the portal, we're gonna put the portal in the painting, we're gonna take that, we're gonna lay it in there. Mm -hmm. Now we gotta find out how we're gonna get it in there. So now we're gonna try to get it. All right, I know they're gonna have transport trucks, right? Like somehow they gotta get the stuff in there. All right, well, what if we try to get into one of those joints? And we hey dog, that whole scene with the portal with him like falling through it, them dragging yeah. the painting by that whole that joint was like that. Like that yeah. whole joint was tight. Like just <laughs> the guards are going with C Michelle Rodriguez pulling the legs out of the ground. She's yeah. like, hey. <laughs> just from like a from a from a technical standpoint of like mm -hmm. trying to just know where everything is and how it's all working to the special effects that they use when they did it. So like it's all just it's all just really dope. And then getting getting it there and it getting in and then the the painting falling flat and everything is working is literally like the dungeon master being like, yeah, so you got it in there. Like they rolled. So you got it in there but... and it was a low roll, but it's face down. So how are you going to get in? And somebody's like, I don't know. I'll try to, I'm going to try to chip away at it and see right. if I can get through and I can turn into a worm and whatever. All right, you got to roll for that. And, and somebody's like, all right, well, let's just try to go do this and do this yeah. while you do that. It was just, 
it's just tough the way that whole thing worked out at the end. And then on top of that, they had the uh, the woman from the council. She was there, and she saw them go up in the room. And she oh was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, oh, she gonna snitch. <laughs> I said, Show you wouldn't forget. You wouldn't forget them faces if you saw someone jump out the window. <laughs> Waiting for Birdman to come in and, and come out man, the window on his back. Took my man Falco from from Starbucks and just jumped right out the window with Slim. And for real, I'm gonna keep it a buck. They really had me thinking that like Slim is somebody they know. He gonna back them up. They ready to let them out, give them their pardon. <laughs> they walked in the room. They was like Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Straight grab my man and dip through the window, dog. That was so disrespectful. <laughs> Straight up. And my man is just Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. <laughs> Looking terrible, dog. Like, and that joint just that just sold it. And even at the end, he hit the ground and she was like, he was laying on the joint looking all nasty. And she was like, he's still breathing. I bet we can leave. Yeah, do this. Hey, yeah, like. It would have been probably better if he would have been in that joint and saw them. <laughs> Are you sure he not coming? Because, man, a lot of what I got to say is really, bank. I was really counting on him to be. That was so good in the beginning. <laughs> we can make a decision without him. Get on with the story. Yeah, like. <laughs> him rewinding back the story and starting it over. Like, mm-hmm. No. Like, yeah. Like, right. You already said that part. Like <laughs> exactly. Nah, we already went. You went back too far. Come back forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, them figuring out what to do, like in the maze. Although the maze was cool. You know, again, Red Wizards kind of plotting. You've seen how powerful and how strong she really is. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already seen her send her little people. Like, even when she was just like, Oh, by the way, all of them guards back there, they let them escape. He was like, Ooh. Oh, all right, I got you. Yeah, right. all I know what to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, they establish how powerful she is and how big of a threat she is, and you know what she's trying to basically turn everybody into zombies. Mm-hmm. And my man is just like my man Forge is just like, everybody stay, make sure you stay for the whole thing. Yeah, because there's gonna be prizes, you know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's really just trying to get them to stay, so they can all turn into zombies. What a mm-hmm. wonderful prize. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the fact that they end up in that joint and they have to figure out how to get through the maze, and then when they get to the end, they're just like, something's not right. We got to go do something different. And they Mm -hmm. figure out how to, like, get through that, manage to get, you know, save the daughter and get away. And they did get away, which is dope, which could have been the end, but it wasn't. My man Forge got a potato to the face. Bruh. I never (laughs) seen a potato like this. That scene seems so random because he was like in the middle of like monologuing for real, and then there's just like this slow motion scene potato just flying across the screen. Right. So she, like, she looked at the potato. I was like, oh, she she looked to, at it. Yeah, she about to chuck one of those. Or <laughs> oh yeah, he about to yeah. get it. That's why I really did face. split. Like it split on his face. I've never <laughs> seen. It. That was great. That joint, that joint broke into like six perfectly cut French fries. <laughs> <laughs> like, just for the waffle fries. <laughs> Off his face. Right. Oh, yeah. That was so great. But yeah. yes, they get away after that part. They take all of his money. And he got his daughter back. They're out of here. But as they turn around, like you said, and they see 
she started doing in a an actor plan. We see the tentacles coming down from the sky, and she's gonna turn everybody into zombies. Uh, and of course, as much as he doesn't like it, everybody's giving look like, yeah, you know, we gotta go back and stop. Yep, this. we gotta go do the right thing. So they do, and I do like that he used the money to get everybody out the building. Like he kind of kept that yeah. promise that he had because, yeah, that was kind of cool by doing the portal thing on the blimp and just mm-hmm. letting it rain. Coming out of slim thing. mouth on the <laughs> <Yeah>. blimp. <laughs> mm-hmm. you just throwing up gold. Yeah, and we get into our, you know, climactic battle between our heroes and the Red Wizard. Again, action-wise, Gage, what do you think about this, like, final scene, this final fight between them and her? I mean, look, it's corny and perfect all at the same time. <laughs> it is. It's just corny and perfect all at the same time. Like, all the things that you've seen that they can do, they can do. You know you're relying on this wizard whose magic is, like, so-so is, like, sporadic. Like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But now he believes in himself, so, you know, now it should work. I did like seeing that, him like able to really get his stuff off that now that he's yeah. gotten past that mental block. That whole like man, I don't know. The whole like hand versus a hand thing was dumb. But for some reason I enjoyed it. Like I don't know as a red wizard like why are you doing that? Like you could clearly just freeze this dude or do something else, but mm-hmm. y'all are really having like a slap boxing battle with your hands right now. And she bested him. You know, Hoga's Wrecking, you know, doing her thing. You know, the, the bard is doing nothing because that's what he does. Hey, Making plays. Up, he hit it with that Jeff Jarrett though with that loop. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Came up behind Shorty. Cram. <laughs> I said, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And like it was, I mean, listen, Al Bears. Wrecking, oh my god, reminiscent yeah. of the Hulk versus Loki. Oh my Straight god, hey, they stole that. I did that's probably the thing I didn't like the most. Like, yeah, <laughs> straight up stole the entire Hulk versus Loki joint. I didn't like that. Did you, did y'all see the daughter playing a part in the way they stopped her? Yeah, no, but I like it. Like, okay, because, I mean, you know, some things they got to keep from us, a lot of the things that they were doing. As an audience, they let you in on everything. They, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. You know what's going on because you're part of that action. Like in the same way that Coop was saying, like it felt like they were kind of telling these stories from this person's perspective, and that's kind of what you deal with. Like if you're playing a game like that, like if you're playing, you know, even if like, even if you were playing a game that's a solo video game that's based in one of these worlds, you go and you collect these these party members, but then you have these like, um solo missions you have to do for them you know what i mean okay, like yeah. you got to go and do their little side missions that are specific yeah. to them and by solving that thing it gives them a particular boost or something like that and like you had that like with holga where she had to go in and do the thing with her with her husband or whatever mm-hmm. and you have it with simon where he's trying to figure out how to attune with it and dealing with the grandfather that's actually him and mm-hmm. you know those kinds of things are happening and so you're kind of like in on it as everything's happening because as a role-playing game, you're playing the role. And so we're in on everything. Yeah. So that's probably the one thing about it that there is sort of a part of me that felt like he said to her, like, no matter what, stay invisible. But he never said, don't be involved. Don't, 
you know, mm-hmm. don't do anything, just run it hot. And I'll be, I'll keep it a buck. I was thinking the whole time, like, hey, dog, anything could be hitting her out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I know that the wizard is distracted, but she found a fly in the room of the, there's an animal that doesn't belong <laughs> Like, run, sweetheart. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like she would have known, sort of. But again, she's distracted and she's fighting like five people. And I do like that. Like, I love the way that that looked. Like, her yeah. dealing with kind of each of them individually. You know, she just straight up called Meteor and just joints falling down and they blocking and him doing a shield that kind of knocks the fire. I said, okay, mm-hmm. my man is stepping up. Like, you mm-hmm. just kind of see it all coming together. And it's like, this is the big battle. So now everybody's rolling. Everybody's trying to roll to just make whatever happened mm-hmm. happen. And when she does her time stop, and they like, no, you got to try to. And the fact that everybody knew it worked, and everybody just stayed still, like it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> and she, as soon as I saw her turn into like the zombie version of herself, mm-hmm. she got Chris Pine's face. I said, oh, that has to just smell nasty. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, just break out of it. Like, I can't do this no more. Right. But the fact that, like, clearly, like Simon had to hit a roll. He rolled like an eighteen or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just was mm-hmm. able to stop the time stop spell. It was like, all right, my man, you did your thing, and it worked. And then she was able to sneak in and just Google. You know what I mean? And put the yeah. put the put the brakes on her. Now her magic doesn't work, and she can't do nothing. And that was, I don't know why she didn't just reach over and take the joint off, but. You know, at this point, we're at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like, you put a bracelet on me. Let me go ahead and take this bracelet off real quick, though. <laughs> That's probably you. my biggest issue with the entire movie. Okay. It's that. Okay. But I dug the scene. I dug the special effects. I like how it looked. I I enjoyed the the cinematography of it. I think it's very well choreographed. I think it's incredibly well shot. I just think whoever it is that put that together put a lot of time and effort into making sure that all of the story beats that have to happen in that fight, like telling a story mm-hmm. as the fighting and the action is happening, like it all hit and it made sense. And then when they peel back, it's like, well, where's Holga? You already know, dog. You already know. And then you yeah, see Yeah, I knew that was there. coming the whole time. Like, I didn't exactly. know who it was going to be, but like one of them is obviously going to get yeah. Her, and they're gonna have to use the thing to bring them back, and you know he's not gonna be able to bring back his, his wife. And it made more uh, sense that it was gonna be her. Of you course, know what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, it was it was an emotional scene, even though you know that they're about to use the thing to bring her back. He looks at his daughter, she gives the nod, like yes, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Even yeah. no, no yeah. offense to no offense to my yeah. mother, yeah. but no, this is my you mom. Know. Yeah. What are you saying, Coop? No, I was like, I, I didn't like the whole end of this movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> you didn't like who? The end of this movie. Like, I really didn't like from the big battle, like, down to, like, you know, where Hoga got it and everything. I really didn't like a lot of that. Yeah, what didn't you like about it? It. All right, so <laughs> the big battle happened. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was expecting a little bit more, you know? And then when I realized, like, all right, we got the shapeshifter, we got the wizard, and we got the barbarian, and I was like, hmm, how did he win this battle? You know, like, as it was going on, you know, but I see them, like, they fighting, wrecking and everything, I'm like, alright, alright, cool, but, like, 
I don't know what I expected, but I just expected a little bit more from the big battle. I, I know Simon did end up getting like his um, like you know got his confidence to use his power, and they had that battle. Maybe it was the hand battle. The hand battle did bother me. It was stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. They could have picked almost anything else for them to have a fight that like. <laughs> right, and I kind of mercy. And kind of in the movie where I felt like he was trying to talk to his great grandfather, I kind of felt like he was going to unleash his power, and I expected him to have the fight scene with the wizard. But that whole thing just kind of just died it down for me. Yeah, man, I think I think that like you know, look, again, when you play Dungeons and Dragons and you sit down with your people, like everybody's going to like, you know, you have no idea what characters everybody's going to pick. You know what I mean? Necessarily. So Mm -hmm. like for real, I'm gonna keep it a buck, dog. If if we was all getting ready to play Dungeons and Dragons right now, and we're picking our characters, and it's like, all right, cool. I know Sin's gonna pick some kind of a thief slash archer or somebody, right? And I usually pick like a wizard or something like that. And you know, Coop, I can see you being like, nah, I want to be a barbarian, you know, whatever. And if jokes jumped in this joint, was like, I'm gonna be a bard. Hey, dog, for what? <laughs> What we gonna do? I got these songs I need to sing. I gotta gotta get this out my. I gotta get this off my soul. But there's a yeah. But there's like. But that's a. But that's a real option. Yeah. Like somebody can pick a bard or could pick a cleric or a white wizard or something that doesn't have the kind of abilities that you know you could really fight that kind of a wizard with. But they have healing abilities or they have whatever. And I think again, one of the things that does make something like Dungeons and Dragons work so well. Or that you have so much fun with is figuring out how to how you can with the party you have with the tools that you've created mm-hmm. at the level you are Work win together. that battle yeah. right and it is something about your actual wits using what you do have on paper in combination with rolling the die and seeing what luck you know has for you and the truth of the matter is like a bar tends to have higher luck and like higher charisma but like none of them are characters that have a lot of intelligence. So like technically, like usually your wizards or like your witches, witches might have like high intelligence, yeah. like in terms of like being able to cast spells or something like that. But clearly like this Bama's bad at it. So <laughs> when he was making his character, he didn't put points into like intellect. <laughs> no. So like there's this whole scene, like think about it. They got that whole scene where they go down with the NPC dude with Zank. And there's like these brain creatures or whatever that are walking past. Yeah, like, that was hilarious. <laughs> they always attack like whoever's the most intelligent person or whatever, and they just walk past all of them. All oh, these man is dumb. Chris Pratt just goes, "Well, that was a good one." Straight up, like he was like, "That was insulting." Like, yeah, yeah. None of them, you know what I mean? And it's like, of all of them, probably the person who has the highest actual intelligence is probably the daughter. Yeah. It's probably the daughter, the one who's invisible, the one who has the least strength, the least skill, the least experience, but she can disappear and she can see everything that's happening on the battlefield. She put up, she's got, she she stacked up all her intelligence. You feel me? Like she's, and so she, and like, so it was probably her idea. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of makes sense that like, all right, she doesn't have the strength and the magic and the whatever, Mm -hmm. but she can disappear. 
And so that gives her an advantage that otherwise she wouldn't have. And here's how we can use that to our advantage. And wham, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's still like fluke, right? Because that's the whole plan. How are you going to get that lucky? Like you couldn't plan in the best of plans. Like we're just going to get her so angry that she's going to use the time stop again. And when she does, we're just going to pretend that it didn't work. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then she's going to sneak in and do it. Like there's no way you could actually plan it. So you're right, Coop. It's dumb. It is. It is dumb, Coop. Um, but sometimes Dungeons & Dragons be dumb like that because... <laughs> it depends on where the dice roll. Yeah, you know? and the DM is just throwing stuff at you. Like, yeah. all right, well, she's going to do this and she's going to cast this and, like, you try to do such and such and you got your little owlbear. Well, she makes the dragon statue come to life. What you going to do now? You <laughs> know what I mean? And it's just... Everything is a roll of the dice. My man got lucky. He was about to get eaten. And he was sitting there and the, the dragon was about to bite him. And you know, it just his luck came yeah. in. Yeah. All right. I got I got two more quick questions before we get out of here and wrap this up. Uh I wanna know what y'all favorite uh moment was in this movie. Uh movie. I've stated earlier that it was the banter necessarily between it was all of them I love their banter, but really between uh Edge and Hoga was my favorite thing in this movie. Uh Coop, what was your favorite thing about this movie? Um, I enjoyed if it wasn't action, it was something funny. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of what you got in this movie, really. Um, and you know, that you had your sad moments, but it was a it was a really good time kind of movie. You know, this is the this is the ideal movie that I will show to my son, 10 years old, you know, who doesn't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. But seeing this movie, I know for a fact, I know for a fact he's gonna start doing some research, you know. Because it's just so much of a world of a possibility, you know, of, of, of anything that could happen, you know? Mm. Um, my favorite scene in this movie is uh, where, you know, she was pretty much the fly on the wall and that whole escape scene turning mm. into, like, I know Ethan's going to see that and go crazy. We're supposed to see this whole Wednesday. Crazy. Okay, that's sweet. That's crazy. It's inc that's an incredible scene. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you, yeah. Gage? Oh no, you're still going. I apologize. I apologize. No, I just know, like you know, him seeing stuff like that, he's just gonna be like, "Whoa, like what?" The? Like, just... <laughs> yeah. There All right, James, what about you? I mean, I think I think my I think my favorite thing about the movie is mm -hmm. how much like actual Dungeons and Dragons. I'm gonna say, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just the things that are happening. Like my man walking in a straight line, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Like that joint just like that was too good. I was like, oh, Slim is a real non-playable character. Like it's just <laughs> they just the 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 code they wrote for his character is just like and he walks away and that's it, bro. Like, he just walks like, away. <laughs> no phone. No, no, no phone. Like it just, yeah, I mean, I think it is that. I think that it's just. I don't think I was expecting that, right? Like, I think I was expecting it to, to be less, to, to, to be less cognizant of the fact that this is a thing that really only exists as people in the quote unquote real world are playing it. Mm -hmm. And therefore it doesn't take, like people take D and D seriously but it doesn't take itself but so seriously, right? And I think that the idea when you see, oh, they're doing a Dungeons & Dragons movie, you think, okay, 
We're going into that world. It's never winter. It's Baldur's Gate. It's whatever. And these are serious things. There's this red wizard that's trying to, you know, turn everybody into zombies and make everybody undead so we can have this undead horde and leash it on. And it's going to be very serious. And, you know, they have these roles they have to play and they got to they got to do it. And sure, you know, like you said, there might be a little bit of, you know, some comedic relief in there. Mm -hmm. But this really feels like again like this for all for all intents and purposes this is the characters from stranger things playing dungeons and dragons and we are getting a ground level version of their we're characters the movie of that. The yeah. Game. Yeah, yeah we're in the movie of their characters which yeah. is i think kind of dope without you know without putting the full on like listen hey hey sam when we play dungeons and dragons bro mm-hmm. During extra life, we had a whole moment where it was just like, "Nah, I got my man playing Toxicity on the stage as a as a barge, like a Dungeons and Dragons version. You know what I'm saying? A 1400s version of Toxicity on stage. You know what I mean? And we singing songs and playing and having a good time, mm-hmm. dog. Like we could have really just took it serious. Like we got to fight these dudes and da da da, whatever. But no, nah, like you have a good time with it because yeah. it's us. Like it's yeah. us. Like. <laughs> informing who these characters are and having these characters act like us. Like, what would you do in that situation? And I think that that sells, you know what I mean? That sells it. Having like Frosty speak (laughs) as her character. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole, it's like, that's what you do. And that's how I feel like this movie treated. I think that's my favorite thing about it is that it didn't do what I think I probably would have tried to do if somebody said, "Hey, Hasbro wants to do a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Let's make a movie." I'd be like, "Bet it's gonna be so Lord of the Rings. It's gonna mm-hmm. be." But we've had all that already. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, it's make, and those things it, exist in that. Yeah. So yeah, making it like the way you do, you, you've you know been describing it, I think was the most perfect and brilliant way to pull this off. Because yes, you you bring that to the forefront. This is such D and D. It is. It is. It, it's. It is. Yeah. And I, I, I love it even so much more uh, after having that description you described placed into my head. Uh, and last question I got before we get out of here is: Do we want to see a sequel? Was it? Was it? Was it? Were we entertained enough to like to run it back again at least one more time in a sequel? Um, you know- all right. Go ahead, Coop. I'll say this. The way that, I mean, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, right? But the way that you guys describe it, it almost seems like you could do a sequel either following the same characters of a different quest or mm-hmm. or you almost have like a whole new set of players, like you guys described it, doing a different quest, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't know, right? Because I, I feel like I'm in that same place. I think that it's so open that it could be brilliant for it to be the exact same actors all playing different characters. Mm-hmm. Like if Chris Ooh. Pine was a barbarian this time, like he just, just like if the person, you know what I mean? Like if he was like, I want to be a barbarian this time. And Michelle Rodriguez was like, I want to be a cleric. And you know what I mean? Like if it was the same actors, so it is a sequel, but it's like they finished this campaign. So it's the same people, but they're playing a new campaign. They're playing a new campaign, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to like, well, now Kira's grown up and, you know, it's the same people and 
what kind of adventures can they get into now? Like, I almost don't want to see that. Like, I, again, I think that's one of the things that's dope about D&D is, like, you have your characters, you pick them, you do it, and you play through your campaign. And, yes, you could technically take your character that you have at whatever level they are and put that mm. same character into a new campaign. But I think that, like, nah, you did it, you finished the campaign, we don't have to... We use yeah. the same places, we, we have the same access to the towns and the people, and even maybe some of the same NPCs. So, like, Zank would be the same <laughs> if we came across him again. Mm-hmm. But it would be... And Chris Pine wait, might act the same, but would have totally different abilities. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's a weird kind of a potential in this that allows you to not only... You could wipe the complete slate and do all new people, or you could bring these people back and have them play... I don't know how well that would work with the common audience. Like, I think I most people would be very confused if, like, you brought Chris Pine back and yeah. now he's not a bard anymore and he yeah. doesn't do the same things. And now all of us, for whatever reason, like, he's got wizard powers. You know what I mean? I think would would throw people off. But it could be done if they did it right. So I'll be honest. I don't think this joint's getting a sequel. I don't think it's necessarily the last Dungeons and Dragons thing that we see because I think Hasbro is really pushing yeah. to see more of that stuff happen. But I don't think this movie gets a sequel. And I don't know if it's going to be because it doesn't do well enough monetarily um, you know, or something like that. But I mean, I think there are toys. I think. It could, it could get a cartoon. It could absolutely get a cartoon. But it doesn't, again, it wouldn't even have to be those characters. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Hasbro's had success, whether you like them or not, with like the Transformers franchise. They've tried to do it with the G.I. Joe franchise. They've had enough success to do multiple movies. Yes. You know what I mean? And like, I didn't see Snake Eyes, but I wanted to. Oh, I saw Snake Eyes yeah. when it came home. I saw it. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. And Coop's yeah. like, nah, go throw up. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't grow up with Snake Eyes, so I don't know if you know what you're talking about. You also didn't like, well, I mean, I guess you grew up a little bit with ninjas, but not like the way we did. Well, look. You're ninjas, right. was ninjas was everything. Ninjas was everything. I feel like that movie, they didn't know. They didn't grow up with Snake Eyes in that movie, but whatever. Y'all look successful. I mean, I didn't see it. I'm just saying that like Hasbro continued, they have all these properties and they continue to try to put stuff out. Yeah. I think if if they hit whatever number it is that they think they need to hit to green light something else, it'll happen. And I wouldn't be mad. Like I will I don't not want to see a sequel, but I'm not like, oh, I can't wait for part two. Like yeah. I'm not even yeah. I'm not even close to being in that place. Like I, I really do think this is cool as a one-off. I'm the same way. I like the I like the idea you threw out there, like. At the whole Dungeons and Dragons element switching up like that with different characters, that would be cool. But I also do agree that will throw regular people way off. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at a sequel to this personally, uh, as long as they keep it in the same vein as they did with the first one. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, as long as they keep it the same, but of course, you know, it's a sequel. Let Let's take it up, you know, just another level. Let's 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 keep the comedy where it is. Let's keep the action where it is. The adventure, keep it all there because that's what made us, you know, want to see more of this. So. Yeah, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be mad at a sequel as long as it's as long as it's you know done in the same vein as the first one. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be mad at it. 
so are we still at the same points where we started? I know, I man, you were at an eight uh, gauge. I can't remember where you were at. I gave it a C plus, but I'll give okay. it. I'll give it. I'll give it a B. Okay, you you've you've up it to a B. Yeah, I'll grade it to a B. Okay, okay. I'm I'm still sitting at a B. Uh, I was out even after this conversation. I was still pleasantly enjoyed this. Actually, I'm not moving up to a B plus because of the whole because of the whole uh, Dungeon Dragons element that you, you brought forth. I was going to say you? the same thing. I think I'm at a B plus. Like, okay. It's one of them things like where the more I think about it, yeah, the more I like about what they did. Yeah. 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 So we got two B pluses and a B. Uh, I think what that says is, yeah, go check it out for yourself. We were all thoroughly enjoyed by this movie. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought up that we do this, Gage. Yeah, I uh, had a great time. A lot of great laughs. A lot of great laughs in this movie. Uh, so that's it for the uh, Dungeon Dragon Amongst Thieves edition of Spoiler Boys. Uh, we'll catch you next time around, I believe, for Super Mario Brothers. So until then, everybody, deuces. Loading snacks. Help, help.